This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So after Friday under the lights at Griffin Park, we've got a Tuesday night under the lights. I know everyone loves a match under the lights, especially at Griffin Park. This time's the team that we haven't played for quite a while. Hull City, just down from the Prem, but they're doing all right. We've got no idea what's going on in Hull, so we thought what best to speak to Matthew Rudd, editor of Amber Nectar, the Hull blog, also contributor to When Saturday Comes. He's going to tell us everything that's happening up in Hull. Matthew, how are you doing? I'm well, mate. I'm well. Good. You were uh, obviously buzzed a little bit. You had a good win on Saturday, well, didn't you? Yeah, very workmanlike win. I don't think MK Dons are one of the strongest sides in the division, and um, the, you know Hull City did what they had to do. Really, um, a, a straightforward professional performance. Took a little while to kill it off. Let them back into it a little bit in the second half, but um, the result really wasn't in any doubt. Pleased to say, and it's, uh, it's not often a Hull City supporter can say that. I mean, you've had a great start to the season. It's got to be said. You're in second place. You're two mm. points off Brighton, I think it is. You've, you've won eight, you've lost mm. two, you've scored 21, which is almost one of the top of the division, and uh, you've got the best defence in the division, you've conceded eight. So obviously you're, you're pleased with the season so far. Yeah, absolutely thrilled, because there was a, a lot of doubt as to just how, how we would react after uh, a relegation that, that wasn't just bad in terms of um, the team finishing in the bottom three, but there was a, 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 a certain poisonous atmosphere around the club because of the antics of the owner over the last um, couple of years, but he's decided not to attend games anymore. All the, um, all the stuff about this, this wretched name change has been hopefully put to bed forever, and it's now, again, how it should be, which is just about the team, the manager, and the fans. And, you know, that's, that's how football clubs should be. And, you know, we've had, a, we've had a couple of stinky moments this season. We didn't play very well at Charlton. Uh, for example, we didn't play very well at Brighton, who, of course, are the one team above us at the moment and lost both of those games. Um, but we're, we're on a run now of, of three straight championship wins without conceding a goal. Um, we're also in the quarterfinals of the League Cup for the first time in our history, although given that we've just been drawn away at Manchester City, I'm not entirely certain it's going to get any further. And, you know, Steve Bruce has, has, has settled on a formation and on a team He's got a good squad. He's got a couple of long-term injured players finally coming back in the next month. So just slowly things seem to be slotting into place 
kind of simultaneously, really, and that's, that, that bodes well as the winter approaches. Yeah, I, I mean, I actually remember Hull City, probably the last time that we played you, or played you in the league anyway, um, we mm. played you, it's the last game of the season, Hull City got promoted from Division 3, as it was, or Division 1, whatever you call it now. Mm. We played a load of our youth team players as well, people like Carly, uh, Carly Osborne, and people like that in our team, which was their first game, and they became sort of quite, you know, established players within Brentford. We beat you 2-1 with this youth team um, that we had. You went up, and next minute you were in the Premier League, and you've been, you know, you were sitting there for quite a few years. So now that you've come down out of the Premier League, into the championship. I mean, how different does it feel? And, and, and also, do you feel the pressure of almost being favourites promotion as well? I don't think... Um, I think it's hard to feel the pressure because there are a lot of favourites. And that's, that's another thing about coming down from the Premier League. And I know Brentford got very close to the Premier League last season and would have, would have loved every minute. But you've seen what's happening to Bournemouth now, and we got that as well. You're starting to see... The, the, the one problem with being an unfashionable club in the Premier League is that you've got to get used to losing. And you've got to get used to losing while paying a very large amount of money for your tickets to go and watch your team get completely thumped and outplayed on, on, fair, on a fair number of occasions. Um, and, and, you know, it, we had no... We had no top-flight history at all until we won the playoffs in, in 2008. Um, that was 104 years. You know, we had this monkey on our back of being the biggest city in Europe, never to have had a top-flight football team and, and all this sort of thing. Um, but once we were there, although we had a little bit of an Indian summer to start with, we, 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 we soon realised that it's not, unless you've got serious money, it's a very, very um, unappealing place to be. You get all the publicity and, and everything else, but... You know, when you're down and when you're when you're being very heavily beaten, and when people are turning on each other because the egos are growing within a Premier League club, it's um, it's it's not a pleasant thing to witness. And of course, the fans are the only people involved in a football club who are going to be there, irrespective of which division you're in. And so, the Championship's a bit of respite. That said, we'd like to go straight back up because it's a sign that our team is doing well, and it's a sign of success. We've never won a um, the Championship title. We've only we've been promoted from it twice, uh, once via the playoffs and then once as runners up. We've only ever won one um, divisional title in our history, and that was back in 1966, and that was the old third division. So yeah, it would be, um, it would be, it, you know, obviously in the championship, it's a competitive division. The two teams playing each other, irrespective of those two teams, are know that they've got an opportunity against the other, and I would include literally everybody in that, including those at the bottom of the table at the moment. It is a close division. Um, so you, 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 you've got to be on your guard because we are one of the favourites. By dint of coming down, we've got a good squad, we've got a good manager um, who's got a good record of taking teams up from the Championship and not just with Hull City. So, you know, you, you, you've, got to, you've got to put all those things together and, um, uh, and, and settle, really. We've settled in the Championship very quickly this time around. We didn't last time we got relegated from the Premier League in 2010 because our financial situation was, was horrific, and we had to just basically get rid of everybody, including the manager, and start again. Uh, but this time we're, we're a bit steadier, at least. And, uh, and it's showing on the pitch. And, and, and it's good, just as I said before, it's just good to see that the football is first, second and third in, in, in everybody's priorities now. And not any extracurricular stuff that just takes everybody's eyes off the ball. Cast your mind back to the beginning of the season. You pretty much bought Andre Gray. I mean, you know, a striker that we mm. had, prolific striker. The deal was actually done. It was signed off and everything like that. Then, just for some strange reason, Alain backed off at the last minute and, and he changed his mind against doing the deal. Mm. Obviously, Gray went off to Burnley for, for £9 million after that. Uh, looking back on that, do you think you really need him? Uh, I think at the time we certainly did. 
We Nikita Jelovic was still at the club, and it was quite clear that he didn't want to be there. It was quite clear that as a, as a recently retired international striker, he felt that his place was in the Premier League. Although how he, yeah, I mean he got his he got his move to West Ham, but um, but at the same time, I would have thought that performing in the Championship is more likely to get you a Premier League move than sulking in it. But he still got his move eventually. So it was, we knew he was going. We'd already sold Damon Doy, our other striker from the Premier League. Um, in the summer, and there was no sign, not that much sign at least at that stage, that Abel Hernandez was going to come good. He was our first of our three striker signings last season, and he kind of fell by the wayside and, and didn't look interested in the Premier League. And, and at the time we were going for Andre Gray, we, we did need a centre forward because one had gone, one was on his way out, and the third one didn't look like he was bothered or, or, or good enough, looked like a really bad signing. Um, so in the end, you know, the, the Andre Gray deal seemed an obvious one to to pursue. It didn't happen. Steve Bruce went and bought Diamandi instead, who still hasn't played for us because he signed with an injury, although hopefully he'll be back by the weekend now. Um, but in that time, Chubarak Palm arrived, had arrived from Arsenal on, um, on loan, a player that you know well. And, um, and then Hernandez started to perform, and he's now got eight, he's now got eight goals this season. And he, he's, he's looking like a proper championship striker. We, we don't get many 20-goal-a-season strikers. We had one fairly recently in Matt Fryer, but before that we have to go back to the days that you were talking about when we were playing Brentford semi-regularly, and we had a winger, a Northern Irish winger called Stuart Elliott who couldn't stop scoring, and that's a long time ago now. Talk about ex-players. Uh, it'll be interesting to see them on the pitch. Tuba Atpom. I mean, he wore the red and white stripes, not for very long, only for about a month, but he did actually have a song. Chuba, 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 at palm. You know, but didn't, didn't last long enough, though, for it to actually really take off the terraces. But he didn't last very long because uh, maybe it was just youth. It, the attitude wasn't quite right, from what I can mm. understand. Both at Brentford and Nottingham Forest, they had Coventry, and he didn't really apply itself. You know, like sometimes when you get loan players in, and they, they still feel that they're back at their home club. Um, has, he, has he matured himself a little bit up at, up at Hull now? Well, the first thing to say is that he's clearly a very good player. Um, uh, but I also think he's an ambitious player who, who, who still has the same attitude, albeit channeled in a slightly more positive way, that, that going out on loan is, is all it is. Um, I think he still probably thinks that he's got an opportunity to, 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 to make some inroads at Arsenal, particularly as they've just lost two very prominent forward players with injury and they're having to play Joel Campbell, which he never thought Wenger would do. Um, but at the same time, he, he hasn't quite fully uh, delivered. He's, he's scored a couple of decent goals, but there have been occasions where we had it at MK Dons on, on Saturday, whereby he got the ball in a good position. There was a simple ball, for example, wide to our, our overlapping left-back Andy Robertson, Scotland International, and he tried the more difficult ball, and it didn't work. And the players and the supporters then have a go at him for that, rightly, because he, I think he's trying constantly to prove to others as well as himself that he's, he's better than this. And, and of course, when it works, it's great because you've got a very, very good footballer. But when it doesn't work, that's the, the, um, that, that's the accusation that then becomes very easy to level at him. Uh, but he's got a good touch. He's incisive. He's positive. He's been a good foil for Hernandez. He was involved in our first goal on uh, on Saturday, which Hernandez eventually set up for, for Ahmed El Mohamedi on the right-hand side. And um, he, 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 he's clearly a very good footballer. Whether he thinks he's a very, very good championship footballer or somebody who's going to be in the Premier League on a more consistent basis remains to be seen. But for as long as we've got him, we'll make good use of him. Okay, it's interesting because for us, he definitely didn't want to be there, um, which is a shame. You know, we really look forward to him playing for us. Um, he also, from what I could hear, he had a bit of a ding-dong with a few of his 
ex-teammates as well, his ex-Brentford teammates. So uh, that'll right. be an interesting, uh, that'll be an interesting uh, reunion to, to tomorrow night there as well. We're talking about attitudes here as well. We've got a player on loan, um, mm-hmm. a guy called Sergio Canos, who he's got from Liverpool, ex-Barcelona player. Um, and he really, you know, like when you get a player where they really epitomise someone who really wants to be at the club. He's from Liverpool and he's come over, but he is so excited and, and absolutely potty for playing for Brentford. Everyone's taken him under his wing. And the, the last play we had like that was actually um, Chisley, the Arsenal goalkeeper. I mean, he was just like, I mean, he was a Brentford, he, he played red and white. And, you know, when you get a lone player and you really want them to sort of kind of really embrace your club. Also, another player that you've got is Moses Odebaju. I mean, how's he been for you? He's been great. He's he's a proper right back, and we we saw we um, released a proper right back in the summer, Liam Rossini, to um, the, the chagrin of, of a lot of Hull City supporters who basically wanted him to stick around for the rest of his career. So there was pressure on Bruce to to replace him, um, and what we've got with Odebarjo now is a four four two formation. We haven't really uh, we got quite renowned in the Premier League for playing three centre backs and playing two wing backs, and now we've reverted back to a four four two. And Bajo playing behind, behind Ahmed Al Mohammadi, who is now a club legend, who barely misses a game, one of the best crosses of a ball I've ever seen in black and amber, and I've been going for 28 years. And Bajo is a brilliant foil for him, brilliant support for him, brilliant overlap for him, or a decoy for him. He's also clearly built well and strong. Um, he's got a, he, he seems quite incisive, he seems quite quick, he, he certainly likes to, to challenge, he, tackle, he tackles for fun, which is always good to see in a in a defender. I think he's got a bit of devilment about him as well. Um, he picked up an early booking at, at Milton Keynes, but he didn't let it um, affect him. He, he got stuck in and, and got involved in the game. And um, he's, been, he's been a pretty good signing so far. Um, so I know he was one that you were disappointed to lose, but we're very pleased to have him, obviously. To, looking to, it, uh, to the game on Tuesday, I mean, I know that Hull... 1-8, lost 2, very, very good record. For us, it looks, you know, 1-6 and lost 6. But if we just take it over a smaller period of time when Lee Carsley, who's our caretaker manager, has taken over, um, yeah. for Brentford, it's actually 1-4, lost 2. Uh, for Hull, yeah. it's 1-4, they've drawn 2 as well. Um, our points are 12, your points are 14. Goals for, for us is 8, goals for is 10. I mean, the main yeah. thing for you is that you've actually just let in 2 goals, so you've got a very tight defence. But in general, it's actually going to be a really tight game on Tuesday, isn't it? Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely no doubt about that. It's a biggie for both clubs, and it's it's a it's a, a very hard one to call. We're both. I mean, it, it, you just have to look at. You've just gone through the form guide. The, the form that we're both in is very very similar. Um, yours has taken you up the table into a, into a healthy mid table position where you can start looking up again, like you did last season, where where we hoped we would be. Um, but we're doing it in the right way and, and, and in the right sort of circumstances. I think I'm assuming that we're both. I mean, I don't know much about the Brentford team at the moment, but I'm assuming that we're we're picking unchanged lineups. Our team is um, is pretty settled. Certainly ours is. Tom Huddleston can't get a game for us at the moment, for example. Um, and it's it, it you know it, that similarity means that it's kind of a, 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 a clash of the form sides, isn't it? Something's got to give unless. Finish. I mean, the only thing that's going to preserve everybody's record in a way is a goalless draw because we've both got the clean sheet record behind us. But, you know, um, I, I suspect somebody will win tomorrow. I'm not going to say who, but I, I suspect somebody will win tomorrow. I don't think it will be a draw. I think both teams will, will go at it. And we've got Middlesbrough at home on Saturday, which is massive. You know, it's the nearest thing we've got to a decent local derby because they are technically Yorkshire, even though they're now in the, the, the metropolitan county of Teesside. Yeah. Um, and they're in fourth place in uh, in the division, you know, only a, a short distance behind us, and that's always a big game. 
So they're all coming thick and fast, aren't they? And yeah. um, it's it, it, it really is, but it really is going to be a, I think it's going to be an absolutely belting game at, at Griffin Park on Tuesday night, and um, may the best team win. And I can't even pull a little score prediction at you. I think Brentford will score against us. I think you'll end our unbeaten, not unbeaten. I think you'll end our run of clean sheets. Um, I think we'll score as well. So I'm, I'm certainly not going to predict a whole city defeat. I've got friends who are in that nature. That's not that's not my style. I'll go for a two-all draw. And I'm going to go for a one-all draw as well. And I think we'd be very happy with a one-all draw uh, in light of the circumstances of what's gone on for the last couple of months. But listen, Matt, it's been absolutely fantastic chatting to you. And no uh, ho- hopefully we will touch base maybe either before the match or after the match and we can uh, compare notes. Yep, yeah, sure. No problem. And fingers crossed the uh, three points are going to stay in London. <laughs> Good to talk to you. All right, mate. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.